Oh wait, no, it's it's not about what's waiting on the other side. It's the club and then brains fall. Hey everybody, and Valor Margulis, and welcome to Brotherhood Without Manners, a full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. As always, I'm your host, Zach, and with me here is my older brother, Nate. The lead host. Oh, okay. I've just decided right now. I, I don't want to be the lead host. This is are you done being a bitch? Aria, he said. Hey. Uh, um, you be the lead host because it's too much responsibility. Yeah, what else? I don't want to do that. So, um, hopefully, you guys have been reading along with us today. We get our first introduction to little Aria. Um, I've been seeing all over the internet lately. People have been posting season one, season eight. Comparisons. Yeah, I saw some of those too. Much. I think uh, the two that always strike me as like the most just visually OMG are usually Tyrion compared from season one and season yeah. eight and Arya. How much Arya has grown throughout this so, series? So I think that Arya just happens to look like she's older um, because she was so young when she was brought. Well, on. yeah, yeah, no. I mean, obviously the actress is going to age like a normal human being. I, I'm also thinking along the lines of story wise. Um, Arya's journey has been nutty, uh, as we see from this first opening chapter, to even if we're not, if we're taking the show out of it, even up to dance and what little Winds of Winter sample chapters we've gotten, her journey yeah, is insane. Yeah, I mean, uh, taking into account that we're talking about the book and not the show, absolutely. Because if it was show, then I could definitely put Sansa up there for having some yeah, but, fucked up shit, I mean, some life experience. Even visually, like the actress, so, so but in the physically, show Physically, yeah, she just got taller. Yeah, and so I think Arya and, and Tyrion like, both have gone through such But drastic... yeah, in, in the books especially, they've got this journey that's so out I mean, of control. Tyrion was clean shaven in season one. God, I hate you. I mean... Peter no, Dinklage yeah, his hair color, the, the, he definitely, he looks like he's a, a war veteran at this point. Like, he's definitely, you can see the the difference between the cocky, arrogant dwarf that threw around the Lannister money versus, you know, season eight. Danny's hand. Danny's hand, the queen, yeah. She doesn't deserve him. She's not worthy. Anyway, so we, uh... We'll we'll rewind a little bit and bring us back to Aria One here. Well, um, before that, we'll rewind even further. Last week we covered Catelyn Two. I don't want to. I am so. My God, let me. Can I? Can I do my sure, bit? Sure. Speak. Can I do my bit? Second. Can I do my bit? Host. <sighs> Lower host. So. <sighs> Go ahead. I mean, do your thing. We're can, waiting. Can We're I? waiting. Can I? So last week we covered Catelyn too. Hey. And she received news from the Vale that the Lannisters, specifically Queen Cersei, were behind the poisoning, the murder of John Aaron. I don't know if it said poison in the letter. I forget now. I should have paid more attention, but True that. I didn't. And so uh, they had a hand at killing John Aaron, and so it forced Ned's hand. He's going to accept the hand of the king. Um, and bring a bunch of his brood with him. Yeah, and there not was bring some them debate. Back. Yeah, there was some debate over who was to go and who was to stay, but they hashed that out quite nicely. Are you going to fuck with the mic? 
I wasn't gonna. But... Very upset puppy outside the door. Why yeah, don't you get he's, in? He's been pretty upset the last couple recordings. So if we can't get them all out, you know, you know who else is upset is Arya. Arya's pretty. She is pissed. upset that her stitches are crooked. Yeah, which is where we pick up with her in her first chapter. She's stitching. Yay! Yay! Because all ladies need to learn stitch work. Apparently. And she is livid about it. And she's even more livid about the fact that Sansa's are perfect. Yes. Um, Sansa's stitches are just great. They're just everything everybody wants in fucking stitching. Which she makes sure that she mentions that Septimordain always points out how perfect little Sansa is. And so I like that they open Arya's chapter by immediately contrasting oh, yeah, the, the most and least too. ladylike characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sansa is... She sets herself to epitomize the lady, the the quote-unquote lady of the court, what that's supposed to be, who she's supposed to be, what the appearance is supposed to be like. I mean, even her direwolf is named Lady. Right. Like. It, whereas, obviously, Arya, in the exact 100% opposite end of the spectrum, is just the tomboy. She's mm-hmm. a badass. She doesn't... And even Septim Mordain says, and I thought it was... Very funny, and, you know, so early on that she has the hands of a blacksmith, <laughs> you know, and uh, it just, it obviously the, the, the Gendry link up there is, is just fun to I think, think it's about, a good comparison but... because with, with, with having the hands of a blacksmith, you know, that, that doesn't really fit for someone that we would know to become this smooth water dancer. It's the tools that are provided with them. With Sansa... A knitting needle is her tool. That's why she's she's so delicate and perfect with it. Arya's is a sword. That's why Arya is so flowing and delicate with a sword. It's again, yeah, the, yeah, the hands so, of a blacksmith is just kind of drawing this comparison between them. Where Arya isn't meant to be a lady. She's not meant to sit here. Um, but luckily, Arya thinks the Septa's paying her no mind because they've got a VIP tonight. Little, little tiny Marcella's with chilling. Princess Marcella there, and who the the Septa is just doting over because it's it's the form of politics where you know right, the they queens, they absolutely the have there. to dote on the princess because it's the princess. So um, I love that Arya, and I think you you were gonna say something along the same yeah. Arya lines. notices that Princess Marcella's stitches, stitches are fucking crooked. They're too. not straight either. You little fucking Fuck you, Miss Perfect. And but the uh, the Septa has nothing to say about that because nothing of course she's the princess. Right. And so Sansa's sitting with her little gaggle of girls, and they're all giggling. They're little mean <laughs> girls of the yeah, fucking Winterfell yeah. castle. You can't sit with us. You can't. So this is Beth Cassell, as you would pronounce it, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Sansa and Jane Poole. Yeah, Jane Poole. So correct. Jane Poole's been her best friend forever. Yeah. And then Beth, little Bethany, is uh, Roddy's. Is it Roderick's granddaughter? Granddaughter. Jordy, yeah. Jory's, Jory's daughter? daughter, I believe. Right, yeah. something like that. Um, and, and they're they're. they're gushing over how Joffrey Giggling. told Sansa that she was beautiful and so they're they're going to be married and it's going to be they're beautiful spinning all sorts of little girl stories yeah absolutely which is, you know, um, to be expected Arya says that Sansa has the grace to blush at this point but she even brushes blushes prettily and that pisses Arya off right. too everything that Sansa does is pretty and proper and ladylike and so then we get the the first time uh, we hear her nickname that was given to her by Jane Poole, yeah. uh, Arya Horseface, which uh, incidentally she mentions, um, and I wonder if it's going to play into anything in the future, that she also, the only thing she is better than Sansa at is horse horseback riding. Horseback riding, yeah. And uh, 
she doesn't really do too much of that in the in the faceless. No, man, I think so. that could also be used to point out her tomboyishness. You know, she she's more at home in a horse. It makes than... me wonder if maybe one day in the future in the books, if uh, if we ever do get the the Arya Daenerys meetup, because mm. you had pointed out during Danny's first chapter how you you picked up on her the smelling riding. in the stables, yeah. and she's very taken towards that. If maybe that's something they'll they'll Bond connect over. on, yeah, in the future, could be, yeah. Um, um, so Sansa asks Arya what she thinks of Joffrey, um, <laughs> to which Arya replies, "Well, John says he looks like a girl, which one, John is right. Uh, Joffrey's a little bitch, but two. The fact that Arya replies with what John says. Yes, and she's so I'm taking really what John to, thinks yeah. and you know applying that. Well, John says so. This must be to which Sansa, as the prim and proper lady would, I don't even think she does it to kind of be a bitch, but she just points out, "Oh, poor John, he's a bastard. He wouldn't know. Right. He doesn't." And get she these gets things. all defensive. Arya gets super defensive. Uh, he's our brother. She. Screams out much too loudly. It says the Septa looks up. Princess Marcella looks. And over. then she Sansa is kind enough then to point out half brother. Uh, uh-huh. But now the the fucking wrath and fury of fucking Septa. Yeah, now the Septa's looked over. So Arya screwed. So she comes over to check Arya's stitching. Arya's stitching isn't good. Um, and just the girls are laughing, and Princess Marcella's looking at her, and Arya gets a little worked up. She starts to feel the tears filling up her eyes so she turns and runs and so the septa asks like you know where do you think you're going you haven't been excused did you notice that that's literally exactly what john did during yeah the chapter? during the uh he got the great hall tears yep. welled up he got fired up and pissed off and storms out and granted she was lucky enough to not crash into a a winch yeah yeah tree and so the the septa but... stops her at the door and you know asks where she thinks she's going you haven't had been given leave to leave so Arya turns, does a quick little bow to Princess Marcella. <laughs> By your la- leave, my lady. And uh, when the Septa asked her again where she thought she was going, Arya replies with, I have to go shoe a horse. Yeah. And turns and bolts. And th- it's just such an oddball thing to say. Like, Arya's just, she's great. She's just such a little shithead. Arya then ruminates how Sansa has everything and it's not fair. So yeah, I skipped ahead before. This is where we get the Arya horse face thing. Yeah. And uh, the beauty comparison. So I also forgot to mention anyway, um, so I'm glad I brought it up early so that way I could remember now. Uh, Arya's also good at ma- managing a household. Yes. That is numbers and And sums. so that's where I was going to, she's very good with numbers apparently. Yeah. And I would also imagine just affairs and estates, remembering mm-hmm. names. Sigils, And yeah. so I thought that that was super cool that, you know, that's definitely something she can utilize in the future with the face. Definitely. Re- memorizing information. It shows that she, at that young age, is capable of retaining vast She's got a, a thinker's mind. She's yeah. got a mind that's constantly looking. I mean, and that's what it is to me is John I identify with John and Arya because it's almost that sense of boredom like I need something to do and with Arya cross stitching isn't what the fuck she wants to be doing she wants to be learning how to swing a sword something that is going to be a little physical but also there's that element of the mind to it as well I think that's just what it is where Sansa kind of t- takes things at face value and 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 that's okay there's nothing wrong with Sansa but Arya isn't and I fabric. think that comes a lot from her obvious closeness with John because that's that, what we got from Benjen. You're you're so perceptive, yeah, you yeah. Pick up on these things, um, and so that's clearly a trait that it even gets specifically mentioned that, like you said, that Arya takes after her father. That that's an important trait um, that gets even mentioned a little further on. Yeah, here and, in a little bit. So she she runs out, um, and Nymeria is waiting for her, just chilling. Um, and Arya thinks on how she named her after. 
Nymeria the Targaryen, and basically, it's not said that it's a hero, uh, a heroine of Arya's, but I, I believe it is uh, of how she, you know, oh definitely was able is. to just kind of fly around on a dragon and do whatever she needed to do, exact whatever sort of so vengeance or revenge. Once again, another direct tie between John and Arya are they both have these hero figures that are Targaryens. Because yep. he brought up Daemon Targaryen yes. in his chapter. Now we've got Nymeria here. Yep. Um, and they've both... So I just think that it's cool. They've both got these... these. Granted, Nymeria, I would even say, is, you know, fuck you, John, but a better hero to, to look at. Somebody that's just more than a, yeah, oh, yeah, an 18-year-old yeah. conqueror of Dorne who died Well, I like that it even says, like, even her naming Nymeria was a big debacle. Yeah. Like, right, I, right. And I'm sure there was... And I think just to Ned, like, you know, his children emulate Bring these Targaryen. Stark, there are these Targaryen yeah. heroines, heroes. Like, I think there was... Eh. But she decides, all right, um, I can't go back to my room because that's where the Sept is going to go, which, again... Thinking always thinking, thinking, always ahead. thinking, yeah. Um, even in even in this young, you know, little kid state, she's still thinking ahead. You know, right. if I go back to my room, I'm going to get caught. I'm going to get in trouble. So she's like, nah, screw it. I'm going to go to the training training yard where so the boys are. So did you catch practicing. the little? There's uh, before we get there more on Namiria. Did you get any physical description of Namiria in there? So I I thought and because I happened to write down that note that you think you're better than me, yeah. Well, I know I'm better than you, but I was bringing it back to her being good with the the house estates and the affairs there. She said it said it, uh, Namiria's eyes when the the sunlight would catch on them, they gleam like two coins, mm. and like again the coin the coin yeah like the fact that she's got that that monetary tie the the, the faceless coins the yeah shit's um, wild yo Martin's doing some shit he's just planning everything so yeah like you said there she wants to go to the training yard she wants yeah. to see the boys hit each other with some fucking sticks yeah and so uh, th- she she thinks of this window that's in a, like a, a little bridge overpass type thing. And that window has a perfect view of the training yard. So that's where she heads. We'll call it the viewing window. The viewing window. So when she gets to the viewing window, she finds John there already. It's already chilling, chilling on the ledge. Um, with his boy. With, he's there with Ghost. And the direwolves have kind of an interesting yes. little meeting. Similar um, relationship almost. Yeah. Um, and then they, uh, Arya and Nymeria, step up to watch. Uh, the, the the boys down there fighting. She's disappointed to see it's Bran and Tommen drilling and not Robin. And, <laughs> and they just look like the little kid from a Christmas. That's all I picture. Yeah, Christmas, Christmas story. Just yeah. all fucking punched up with like wooden swords taped to their arm that they're yeah. just like bashing each other with. Um, um, and it says here about her and John that they had always been close. Um, and they sort of shared this closeness because John had father's face, as did she, whereas all their other siblings right. seemed to right. carry the Tully traits. Based on our theories that John is Lyanna's son, this is hugely significant. Um, Arya and John look like Ned, and they're the only two who do. Arya is also known personality-wise to resemble Ned Stark's sister. Lyanna, right. Um, so it's just again all these different points of of John has. So I also noticed that like even before all this, you could feel that that relationship between them just by the way that they they greet each other. Yeah, he and tussles they talk, her hair, and... and like you can see that like because obviously Arya specifically is like we have a good relationship. Martin writes that yeah, in there. Yep. Arya has a good they relationship. They had always been close. Viewing room, <laughs> <laughs> but they like. 
it's, but even before he actually blatantly comes out saying it, you could just feel it between them, yeah. the way that he words everything else before that. It was also interesting that, like, when Arya, when she found out that she looks more like her father, like John, than the other children. Right. Do, she was concerned she was a bastard, and it was John, John. who assured her otherwise. So, John is this selfless son of a bitch where, you know, something he's not entirely come to grips with being a bastard he convinces his little sister that she's good you don't you won't ever be in the same boat as me you know he goes selflessly out of his way to especially knowing what he's going through yeah absolutely like, be like listen this my life is shit you don't have yeah, to worry you're, about you're better this. than me just yeah. because you have an actual title a stark name um uh they turn back to the viewing window <laughs> and Perceptive John uh, again with asks, something we pointed out during the, the the Great Hall feast mm-hmm. that we were like pointing that out with the banners yep. and yeah I didn't even I've never realized that he pointed that out yeah. this is the first time I've I've actually caught this yeah so he points Joffrey out in the crowd to Arya and Joffrey's standing there with a little group around him and he looks bored and John says specifically look at his surcoat and the arms on his surcoat and that's when it's pointed out that it is. The Lion of Lannister and the Stag of Baratheon divided in half. And John mentions he's elevating his mother's house to the status of the king. And and that's a huge deal. That like we mentioned it, like you said, during that chapter, but now John is actually giving voice to that same thing. He's lifting up this Do entire house. Do you think house. that all of this John's perceptiveness is just one more way to show that for Martin to show us this is not Ned's son? Because well, because he's buying into signs. Ned is stupid, but not even the buying into signs sigils. But John is noticing that these little signs that Joffrey's not who he who he's they've claimed he is. It takes Ned a lot of fucking urging on to figure out these things. Where like I feel if John had accompanied them south for just a little while, he'd be like. Yo, so when's somebody gonna mention that Joffrey's not? Maybe, the fucking... yeah, yeah. Maybe if John had gone south, things would have gone different. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's sort of what he's leaning toward with pointing this out, or if he's just more. Oh, I don't the, think he's quite aware of, of that part yet. I, I think, think it's, it's more, more of yeah. just saying, you know, did you notice that they're both on this level, even though it's supposed to be the stag? But I feel like it, it, it's showing again one more difference that John is even more perceptive than Ned himself. Mm-hmm. I bet Liana was perceptive as fuck. True that. Like, she was a mad archer. She was a crazy... So that's also something... She was possibly a laughing knight. She was a... Or a laughing tree a, knight. A super good rider, right? Yes. She, like Arya. Yep. And, uh, again, it's just like the... That's another trait that's just one more thing I think yeah, no, that John that, that, that was like that, that was a big red flag to me rereading it this time because I didn't even pick it up this is my third time through I didn't pick that up on my second reread like that it was split between Lannister and Baratheon yeah. it just it's such a quick these these little things come so quickly that like you think it's just you know just descriptive just giving you more right, of the picture right. and it really is so yeah so uh, Arya notices it and then we're back into the fight yeah Tommen uh, and Bran Tommen's and... on his back and <laughs> Bran's about to start whooping on that ass until he gets up and Roderick uh, calls for a stop and then he calls to Rob and Joffrey would you like to go again and Rob is Yo, ready he's like, eager and it. willing and Joffrey's bored 
so this, and I love how Rob is just like, oh, you're bored or you're fucking scared. Yeah, you do the little pansy ass. And Joffrey actually reminds me a little bit of Draco Malfoy. Here, oh god, when yeah. he's like, oh, I'm terrified. It's like, oh shit, Joffrey can he's actually. Got some sarcasm yeah, he can actually, age. you know, do that. some sarcasm. And so yeah, there's we get that rivalry between Rob and Joffrey. Um, Rob says, you know, you, you you got more hits than you gave there, Lannister. Like you ain't shit. Right. Um, and. <laughs> John uh, John turns to Arya and just says, Joffrey truly is a little shit. Joffrey's just doing just it for shit. the laughs of the group around yeah, him. he's got um, no honor. So Joffrey says he's tired of playing these little kids' games, and he wants live steel. Like, let's fucking really? let's do it. Which, could you imagine? Like, Rob and Joffrey oh. right there with fucking live steel. Because Rob would have whooped him. I oh, have yeah. no doubt oh, in God, my mind, yeah. regardless oh. of what Rob is or becomes or does, Joffrey has no credibility for an actual one v one sort physical fight. encounter. Yeah. yeah, any kind of physical encounter. Arya. Right. Well, that's, I was gonna say Arya just and is so in like best Rob would fucking wreck Joffrey. So yeah, Roderick uh, is like, no, I don't think. So. Yeah, no, Roderick. You can you can mm. use tourney blades. How's that? Yeah, he says uh, tourney tourney swords with bl- blunted blades. Um, and he's you know that's absolutely correct. You that know, makes, this is yeah. the, the 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 royal prince like. Anyone, if he gets any damage, Cersei's gonna fucking flip a nut. Which then, to point and and emphasize that fact, we get our little friend stepping forward here. Well, the Hound, his motivations kind of intrigue me here because yeah, he steps forward and basically he says to Roderick, "Who are you to question what the king wants? If he wants a, a sharpened edge on his blade, he'll fucking get one." And Roderick doesn't back down. He says, you know. Uh, Roderick. Yeah, I'm like the weapons master of Winterfell, sir. And what I say goes here. So, like, you know, put that in your fucking pipe and smirk it. And Good luck smoking it without lighting it, though. It, yeah, it, it, it was, it's just this interesting. I, I really don't understand the Hound's motivation there. Is it just to save face with Joffrey? Because I, I, we yeah, know like, the Hound doesn't really buy into Joffrey's bullshit. He knows that Joffrey's this spoiled, pompous little shit. So, like... Is he just looking for some confrontation? Maybe like, it's it, maybe he knows that Joffrey, if he doesn't back him, is gonna. Why didn't you say yeah, something? Yeah. Why didn't you tell the Master at Arms? So Joffrey just you know he says, "All right, may, maybe see when, see me when you're older, Stark." And yeah, that starts, r- Rob oh, snaps. Fuck. Theon has to hold him back. Sir Roderick is fucking tugging on his beard out of nervousness. It's just it became a shit show. It, it was so tough. yeah, and I uh, I like that the Hound asks, you know, how old are you? And he's Fourteen. He goes. Well, I killed the man at twelve. Mm-hmm. Let them have their swords. Like yeah. let them let them play. Yeah. Let them do it. I mean, the hound. You're just an yeah, entirely yeah. different breed of man. So like, true chill story. Out. But uh, it says then that so Joffrey leaves. Rob's being held back, and it says John watched them leave, and Arya watched John. His face was as still as the pool at the heart of the God's Wood. To, like to me, it's just John is. I don't know. John is like a God's gift. He's. He's so pensive, and she's comparing it to the pool at the heart of the godswood. Like, I just feel like John has so much about him, so much otherworldliness about him. Can I say that we also, uh, we skipped over that, actually, in our Catelyn 2 episode, that uh, with the the water and the the, the everything being built on the natural springs, that they cause the the pools to steam constantly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know we had discussed it in an early episode and mentioned that we would bring it up again when it comes up, but we skipped right over it last time. Yeah, um, yeah, so... Yeah, the steaming um, hot pools. But yeah, that's cool that they're 
give again just any kind of direct tie with John and the old gods in any way mm. always intrigues me. And so it just her, seems to happen a lot like, because he he's he's like the epitome of what they what we've come to believe they stand. Yeah, for. yeah, absolutely. And so it's it's always fun to see the different ways in which he's compared to. Anything related to the children of the forest, the old yep. gods, the the old ways. So I thought it was interesting. John then says the show is done, mm-hmm. and like to me, that's kind of that's sort of the the curtain lifting on the book. Like here we go, here are our players. There's tension between these families. We now have a murder accusation against one of these families. You know, the children don't even get along well. Here we go, curtain up. Like the sh- the show is done. Now becomes the real fucking thing. Um, it's not just going to be Rob and Joffrey throwing insults at each other in the training yard. It's about right. to become the show is going. I never thought about it like that. Families yeah. and and war, and death yeah, and real. Like... So John says, you know, you better head back to your room, little sister. Arya is still pissed about the stitching thing, and she just kind of blurts out, "It's not fair." To which John says, "Nothing is fair." Yeah, which is comes back to I I didn't mention it earlier when she's talking about the bastards and everything, and she just she's so defensive for them in general. Granted, it's for John, yeah. obviously, but that she she even said before that she doesn't think it, life is fair for bastards, mm-hmm. and she she's very much on this life isn't fair shits, which I'm pretty sure follows her all the way through the the, the House of Black and White. Anyway, yeah. like it's not until there that she starts realizing she has to make her own luck. Yeah, yeah. Um, I so she's they they go to depart. John turns to leave. Um. And Nymeria goes to follow John and Ghost yes. until she sees that Arya is not following. I just thought maybe that's indicating that Arya kind of tags along with John a lot and follows him around. And so oh, yeah, Nymeria so cool. is kind of yeah. used to just go, going like, the same oh, way he John went. is leaving, so Arya is going to follow him. Right. So she starts going, and then she's like, oh, we're not going with them. Okay. And then they go elsewhere. I think that's just, again, to show the bond between Arya and John. Yeah, that's subtle. Um, or the bond up. between the direwolves. Nymeria wants to go with Ghost, but I Either think way. it's, I mean, it's, it's one the same, same thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. Um, so yeah, Arya heads back to her room, and to her absolute terror... She didn't even make it to her room. She. Oh no, she, she did. Yeah, she gets back to her room, and waiting in her room is not only Septa Mordain, but her mother But well. also her mother when she gets back, and that's where the chapter ends, is... And I mean, I think we've all been there where you know you're going to get in trouble for something. And then not only is it your mother who's disciplining you, but then like your father comes in as well. And it's that oh shit moment. Yeah, so, it's like, yeah, not oh, only is she, she in trouble with the mom. septa, she went and got mom. So Arya's in for probably some decent instructing. Yeah, there's going to be some, uh, some harsh words for little Arya Stark coming. So that and that wraps it up for Arya One. That's a our quick little What did you uh what did you think of this chapter? I think it's great. Um I love the John Arya relationship. I always have, I always will. So um You want their love triangle to make a triangle. No, that that always weirds me out, man, hearing that about that original like outline. Well, you know, if he was more Targaryen than Stark then Hey, I like I I've made my peace with the incest in the book. Just Arya and John is just, they're just way better as this sibling. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, stabbing with sticking with the pointy end type thing. But he would stick her with the pointy end. Stop! <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, no, it's great. Uh, and then just to see to paint Joffrey, just continue so, painting oh, Joffrey. You know what I forgot light. to mention as well is that when when Nymeria and Arya first walk up to Ghost. They it, Martin puts in there that Ghost is well bigger than 
all the other. Oh yeah, yeah, he's in. he's yeah. Which I think is funny because when when he was first found, little Theon Dickjoy there, he was like, oh, it's the runt of the litter, but it's not. It's it's like way bigger than all the other ones. It's it's clearly you know. I thought it was quite funny that, and I made like a a note of not making a note of it. But Theon was in that crowd as well. But I just didn't uh, fuck him. That Arya was looking out. Oh yeah, well because you yeah, mentioned no. that he held back. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like there, he but... when Arya looks out over the crowd <coughs> trying to scan for Joffrey, she sees Theon too. Oh, who gives standing a fuck? with his Kraken, you know? Oh yeah, and yeah, his damn Kraken. And I was just like, nope, like no. I'm not even putting that descriptor you in there. Mean, I don't give a shit. Fuck you, Theon. And yeah, here we are discussing the so um inductee. You got one inductee. Yeah, so I. It's it's hard for me to pick one or the other, so I've decided I'm going with Tommen for putting on the fucking armor. Like we all know, Tommen's a little a little you know he's a softy. He he's got Sir Pounce, rip Sir Pounce, rip Sir Pounce. Sir Pounce didn't actually die. Sir Pounce came back, so it's okay on Twitter. He's he's back. Oh okay. Thank goodness. I was lost without Sir Pounce for a bit there. Yeah no worst character. Down. But yeah, so poor little Tommen, the softy. You know they're like here, put this armor on, go fight, and he's like. He's like Samuel Tarly, right, man. Right? Okay. Like well, he's just this little poor kid that just wants to go pet some kitties, and he's about to get bashed in the face by Bran. Well, I mean, at so, least like, it's Bran. Well, no, and that's so. Uh, just like we gave Rick in for Rick on for making it up the the Great Hall, I'm gonna give it to Tommen for surviving his first battle. I mean, he's probably fucking. Did better than Joffrey did there. Like, True that. Fuck him. Uh, so. I think mine's going to go to Sir Roderick for yes. not backing down from yeah, the from hound. Yeah, from the hound, man. Yo. That was my other one who like, was the toss. Like, it takes some balls, man. And he, to, like, make his claim. He was like, no, I'm the master of arms yeah, at Winterfell. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Like, you oh, may the be prince's with the king, guard? Yeah, you may be with the king's party, but, like, these boys are under my tutelage right now. So you, you like, I don't give a Step fuck. Step off my training yeah, grounds, so, and then we'll talk. Sir Roderick, I know you have... Sir Roderick would get fucked up by the hound. Oh, but, man. like, he, he stood his ground. He's a man's man. Well, that's it. I think, like, it wouldn't be... A, uh, I mean, I think the hound would destroy him in combat, but Sir Roderick wouldn't back down. He no, would still yeah. be willing to face the hound, even... Facing his destruction, and he'd hold his own for a second or two, probably. And he'd have that sweet little like chin beard thing that he has in the show, so that'd be cool. But those are our inductees for Aria One. Uh, as always, we would shoot us a raven. Let us know who your inductee to is. See your inductees to the Brotherhood. I'm yawning. Excuse me. Ah, no, oh. I'm stretching too. Does Sir Roderick bore you? No, you do. Um. Oh. But, yeah, as always, uh, you know, you guys can hit us. We are on our socials quite frequently um, just waiting for some correspondence. We got new, uh, we got the new reward levels for our Patreon. Patreon. So check out the Patreon if you want to do something, you like the show, you want to do something to support it, Any help us out. Any single uh, little bit is appreciated. Um, patreon.com slash without manners, which is uh, very much so like our Twitter, which is at manners without. We can also be reached at our Gmail, uh, without manners, brotherhood at gmail.com. And you, do you know our Instagram? Our Instagram is at brotherhood without. Yeah, so anywhere, any one of those, hit us up. We'll, uh, iTunes, we'll Spotify. You talk know. it out. Yeah, leave us a, a review on Spotify, five stars only, because that's, you know, clearly what we're worth. Um, 
But I'll, I'll whisper sweet nothings. Sweet nothings. We should make that a, a tier reward on our sweet on our Patreon that you'll send them a, a voice message of sweet nothings. Sweet nothings. Just a I little... don't know if that's actually going to be a Patreon thing, so don't subscribe to that expecting that. But, um, <laughs> but that's one of the ideas. So let us know what kind of things you guys yeah. would like for. Our when Patreon you download rewards. the episodes, you'll get all my sweet nothings anyway. Because this is your sweet nothing. Yep. That's what you're. I'm you're not a romantic. Me. I am not oh. a romantic. That sucks. For you. Well, you know, if they enjoy it, then I suppose they enjoy it, but clearly that's not why they're here. They're here for me. Cut it out. He did the hand gestures, too. It was pretty terrible. Anyway, thanks for stopping by, guys. Hopefully we'll catch you on the next one, which is... Who is next after... Done. Um, uh, we did, let's see, that was that right there was Catelyn, and then we did Arya, and so who's after Arya? Here we go. It is, oh, Bran 2. Bran 2. So Bran 2, and then following Bran 2 is a boy. Is that Bran's fall? Tyrion. Are we on Bran's fall? I think fall? we're on Bran's fall, Holy yeah. And shit. then following that will be Tyrion 1. And so we're... We're quickly coming up on some things, people, and we're definitely looking forward to some other some other things that are in the works that it's looking closer and closer like it may end up lining up the way we would hope. True that. But we'll see. So stay tuned and we will we'll catch you next time, yo. Don't freeze in the great winter that is upon us. I think it's so cold. It's been pretty cold across yeah. the country everywhere. Cool. It's cold. So, here, yeah, don't so. freeze because like we don't want no white walker shit in real life. So. Winter's here, yo. Winter is here. Peace! Peace. Bello de Jerez! <laughs> <laughs>